Working remotely, where you are shouldn't dictate what you do. Work from the road by turning your vehicle into a reliable high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On the network that covers more roads than any other carrier, take your work on the road and AT&T will be there to keep you connected. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls, finish up that presentation, or answer last-minute emails. Why wait? Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi today for free trial eligibility. Based on independent third-party data, number of devices varies by manufacturer. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Running a business is no cakewalk, but with SAP Concur Solutions, you can be ready for anything. You can manage travel, expenses, and AP all on one platform that's packed with AI and best practices, and that delivers it all through an easy, clear, I can't believe how simple that is experience. So while not much can be done about that guy who never fails to burn the microwave popcorn and stink up the entire office, with SAP Concur, you can easily handle almost anything else. Take control of your business finances today at concur.com. That's C-O-N-C-U-R dot com. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Get in touch with technology with Tech Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Welcome to the podcast. This is Agent Pi. I'm an editor at HowStuffWorks. With me, I've got Agent Avogadro's number. He's one of our writers. Nice. Okay, maybe they don't get it. Uh, yeah. All right. You well. threw me off already. <laughs> like, Avogadro's number? I was I'm Plunk's trying... Constant. Oh, well, you know. Uh, I am I'm sorry. We've lost everyone but the hardcore science geeks. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you. My name is Chris Paulette. I'm an editor here. And with me is Jonathan Strickland. Hey there. And the reason I was doing the spy thing was because we were talking about when we were coming up with podcast ideas, this brand new thing that the U.S. government has called A-Space. It's a uh, it's a network for spies, right? Not just ju- not just a network, an online network, and not just an online network, an online social network. Yeah, this is going to be a classified, classified. That's why it was in the news, <laughs> right? Yes, a classified social network <laughs> for spies. 
not you know, and it shouldn't laugh. We're, you know, we couldn't get on it, you know, because we're not spies. How do you know that, Paulette? Seriously, you're making some big you're assumptions right, right now. <laughs> I, I could, I could right now be rappelling into somebody's office. Yeah, who knows? But uh, yeah, this is this is a U.S. government uh, project, and they're supposed to it's supposed to enable sharing of information between different agencies. Right. So different, uh, different spies within those agencies. Right. So you're um, going to be able to connect and and share what what the latest information is. And th- this is actually a huge deal if. If it's real, <laughs> I should say we have a little bit of a, a a small dose of skepticism here at how stuff works about this, but um, it is kind of a huge deal in the sense that traditionally a lot of these agencies um, don't have a lot of uh, inter- interdepartmental uh, com- communication between them. I mean, there there are actually some pretty uh, interesting things you can read in history, like the history of the FBI or the history sure. of the CIA, where you find out that. Had one agency had the information another agency had, then certain things could have been prevented or avoided or or, um, or perpetrators could have been caught faster. So it's – communication is a big deal. I mean how do you facilitate communication between different agencies um, that by their very nature are not communicative? Because it, it's – if you're a spy and you talk a lot, you're not a very good spy, are you? <laughs> Well, they're, they're spending $5 million, according to the, uh, the AP article I read about it. And, um, a pilot version is supposed to be going online this December and they're going to be adding more features over the coming year. Right. There's no word on whether Scrabulous will be part of that. Right. Or, or your favorite tune playing in the background of your profile page. That, that's true. I bet the James Bond theme is really popular. Yeah. Yeah. That and the, uh, the man from uncle. Nice. Right. Nice. Um, but uh yeah that you you bring up a good point. I mean uh James Bond is sort of not a good example because you know he's out there you know very smartly dressed uh you know ordering martinis in a way that no one else does. Right. Uh you know he really stands in you know, and the bad guys always go, "Hey, you're James Bond." I mean that just doesn't seem to to help you stay anonymous. He he's not clandestine, that's for sure. No, not so much. No. Looks um, good in a tux, though. You know, that's true. <laughs> but uh, so it'll be – I guess we'll probably never know if this is successful or not, at least if they're you know, well, doing it, their job right. If it works, we won't know. True. If it doesn't work, everyone Everybody, will know. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, it's, it's, some people have been kind of ex- describing this as sort of the MySpace or Facebook for spies. Um, others say that you know it's, that's probably going a little too far. It's more like some sort of spy wiki where people can share information and, and uh, keep each other informed. Um, I've got a concern about this particular uh, endeavor. Oh, really? Yeah. It turns out that stuff online isn't always safe. What? I hate that. Yeah. All right. Stop it. Sit down and hold on to your hats. <laughs> um, yeah. It's, uh, there are these folks out there called hackers and uh, there are a subset of them called crackers. And crackers like to crack security. They like to find a ways into places they're not supposed to get into. Uh, some of them just go in to look around, see how things work, and you know they're satisfied once their curiosity is is met, and then they leave. Others are um, much more likely to mess around once they get in there. You know they'll they'll start looking into secure files and learning information, and some of them will even either use that kind of a, a ability to sabotage. An endeavor, or they'll decide to steal information, sell it to the highest bidder. I mean, 
Even if you're an independent cracker, that could happen. But then think about it. The United States has got a few countries that are not that um, happy with us. I mean, it's just true. They, true. There, there are countries out there. Yeah, and even your friends often want to know what you're really up to. True. So even someone who might be an ally might say, you know, we really would like to know what they know. So making an online social network for spies, don't you think that would be a huge incentive for these people to to try and zero in, target it, and and infiltrate it? Yes, if it's if it's real, right? Then then uh, it would be a, a a very desirable target. Yeah. And if it's not real, it would be a very desirable target. Right. So here's a, here's Paulette's, um, pet theory, which, you know what? Sounds better and better to me every day. <laughs> let's, let's go into it. I'll let you set it up. It's since you, you were the first one to talk to me about it. And I was like, wow, that makes so much sense. I can't believe <laughs> that it didn't occur to me. Well, uh, you know, in this case, a space might be more aptly named bait space. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's the online honeypot. Yep, it's the cheese on the mousetrap. Wow, can uh, we get some more analogies in here? Thank you, yeah, well, yeah, I'm sure we could. Uh, but if you get what we're saying, uh, it's it may be a ruse to try to lure in uh, enemies of the state to get them to, to break in and, and identify themselves in some way. Uh, it's a trap. Right, exactly. The old Admiral so. Akbar. <laughs> It's a trap. Yes. Just trace it back to the origin nice. and uh and then you've got the you've got your enemy of the state. Right. There you go. It's um that's a good theory. So, I mean, I don't know that that's the case. It may very well be this is all on the up and up in a clandestine way. Uh but either that's, way, sounds quite we don't know. Yeah. Cuz they're spies. Right. And I'm not going to hack into it. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> I have I have no desire to get on another government list. Yep. I know exactly what you <laughs> I mean. I hate that I said another government <laughs> list. We'll edit that out. So. Okay. <laughs> the, the interesting thing about A-Space is that it's, it, it's not going to appeal to everyone. Even if you could get in, not everyone would want to get in. And that's because it is one of a growing number of social networks, uh, that we think of as niche networks. Right. They cater to a very specific audience. Like Catster, for example, or Dogster. Yes. Let's, <laughs> please tell me about Catster and Dogster. <laughs> Uh, cat owners and dog, dog owners, or, you know, a lot of them portray themselves. I'm not sure if they're playing some elaborate cat and mouse game with your computer. Nice. But, uh, you know, you got, uh, Fluffy online, you know, saying, well, you know, I like chasing mice and spending long mornings sleeping in the sunlight. Eating smelly fish. Yep. And licking my paws. Okay. Um, good, good, good save. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, not everybody's a cat or dog owner. So you're not going to, and there are those of us who are cat owners and dog owners who go, yeah, I really don't need to create a profile for my right. cat. Do you um, think, uh, do you think that Catster has, uh, trolls that are dogs? Entirely possible or, or rodents. Nice. You know, or possums. I don't know. Wow. But there are all kinds of things. It's not just for, uh, you know, you might think, well, that's kind of cute and a little silly. But there are all kinds of other things that are, that are you know a little more serious. Yeah, I, I actually I have one that's kind of a there are a lot that that spin off from hobbies. Sure, right? Sure, you know, well, that so, makes sense. You know, because you, you've, things like Facebook and MySpace, they often have groups where people can form a group and who, people who are interested in the same thing can all kind of connect to each other. Sort of like the old Usenet groups were back in the days of text. Right, but it's <laughs> you know since it's since it's not geared specifically for that hobby, it 
you have just a sort of a limited amount of things that you can do on those sites. It just sure. wasn't intended for mm-hmm. that. So that's why people go out and they'll, they'll build a niche site. Um, one that I thought was really interesting. You know what? It's so bizarre that I think this is interesting because it's, it's a hobby that I don't do. Uh, I've got many friends who do this hobby, but I never thought about picking it up myself, mm-hmm. but it just, it's interesting to me that there's a social network for it. It's Ravelry. Uh-huh. Now, Ravelry, that's spelled R-A-V-E-L-R-Y, is an online social network dedicated to knitting. Really? Knitting. I, I was, I was convinced it was going to be about Maurice Ravel. No, sad, I'm sad to, to disappoint you there. No, uh-huh. but it's, it's knitting and, I've got several friends who knit. We have a couple of people here in the office who are fantastic knitters. Um, and, uh, it's. Well, you're spinning a yarn. <laughs> nice. Um, I'm yes. the podcast. Anyway. I'm just gonna, weave, <laughs> let me weave my tail. Please. All right, all right, all right. So, uh, but this is a very popular social networking site. And not only is it popular, they're very, very careful about who they let in. They mm-hmm. want to make sure it's people who are really, who really are, in, uh, enjoy the hobby and will commu- uh, will uh, contribute to the community. Yeah, right? You don't really want trolls making fun of your hobby. And you don't, yeah, you don't want someone just joining and then just quitting. You, no. they, because they're, they're doing things like trading tips, they're trading sure. patterns, they're talking about their projects. So, um, there's a waiting list to get mm-hmm. on this. And, wow. and it's a long waiting list. That's it's not, serious. and you can, you can actually submit your email so that you can, find out occasionally where you are on the waiting list. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, they take it very seriously. And, you know, that might sound silly to someone who's, who's not into the hobby. But when you think about it, it really means that you've built a solid community under you. Mm-hmm. So it, I actually think that's quite admirable. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm honestly not making light of Ravelry. I no, think no, that's no. a pretty cool idea. No. Well, I, there are, there are all kinds of different social networks out there and you'll, you'll find, uh, Almost anything, you know, based on what your interest is. If you, uh, if you look around, you'll find something that's related to it. It might be, uh, a niche group on an existing network like, uh, High Five or Orchid or, you know, some of the others. Right. Tried to mix in some others besides MySpace and. Right. For our friends in other countries who don't use that, them so much. True. Um, but, um, you know, you can, there's even a, a, a news site called Mashable.com that really focuses on social networking and social networking issues and and new kinds of sites and new technologies behind it. A lot of sites are are wiki centric. You know, they're not um, they're they're a little less social, like adding friends, but you do contribute to the greater body of knowledge. Um, you know, Wikia.com has all kinds of different uh, wikis that are created by fans of TV shows and and movies and different. Uh, right. cultural phenomena that, that, that people like to share bits and pieces of trivia with one another and, and sort of build up something because, you know, there, there may not be an existing encyclopedia of knowledge about your favorite TV show, but, you know, people start going, Oh, wait, wait, remember in episode six. And so the fans can really get together and share that information with one another, which is, which is pretty awesome because sometimes, uh, you know, you may not have your friends at work or the, the people you hang out with. Um, Normally may not be into the same exact show or the exact same hobby as you. So this is, this is a good outlet. Yeah. And, and you can see social networking things popping up from other sites that were not originally a social network site, mm-hmm. like the Internet Movie Database sure. or Chud, which is cinematic happenings under development. These mm-hmm. are both, you know, film sites. 
um, that have had a community grow up around them. And um, they've really kind of embraced that whole social networking. Uh, then there are other niche sites. Uh, Chris Perillo just recently launched uh, – he's a, he's a blogger and a television show host. Mm-hmm. Uh, he recently bl- uh, launched Geeks, which is for people who are passionate about certain things, um, like mostly tech and things like that, but mm-hmm. other subjects as well. Sure. And uh, uh, my favorite new one that I learned about is um, – actually, the, the network isn't new. It's just new to me is a smallworld.net. Have you heard about this? No, actually I haven't. Okay, a smallworld.net is for really affluent people. Uh-huh. It's invitation only. There are 300,000 <laughs> members or so. Uh the to give you an idea of what kind of site this is, they're one of their major uh advertisers that puts ads on that site, mm-hmm. Cartier. Really? Yeah, when I'm saying affluent, I'm talking Big so, bucks. So we're talking the uh, American Ex- Express black card holders. Right. We we would be considered NOKD, yeah. which is uh, not our kind, dear. <laughs> that would be where we fall in that. I don't think I'll be invited into a smallworld.net at all. I was going to uh, say anytime soon, but let's just be <laughs> honest here. Well, I was reading just the other day that uh, IBM is actually supporting – Social networking. It's created a center called the IBM Center for Social Software. It's sort of a, I don't know, an incubator, if you will, for, for social networks and social, uh, software. And, uh, that just goes to show you how serious this is becoming. And of course you have Google supporting open social. Oh yeah. Which is yeah. the whole idea about having one place to have all your, your information so that you can log into these different niche social networks uh, without having to create a profile. Every single time because you That's might useful. have three or four different sure. really strong interests and you want to belong to these these different networks. But it does get a little frustrating to create a profile all the time, you know, over and over and over again. Yes. Well, I guess uh, I, we could talk about these all day. There are literally thousands of social networking sites on there. Definitely. And some of them are, are fully fledged like MySpace and Facebook and others are just sites that happen to have a message board or a forum or a chat room or something like that. Um so rest assured, if you have an interest, someone out there has a social network for you. I think it's pretty safe to say. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and although boredom sometimes forces us into you know searching out social networks as we're trying to find something to do with our time, boredom can do other things as well. Boredom can cause us to search out things like social networking sites and games and things like that, but um, it might actually cause you to do something else. Um... I'm sorry, I was not paying bored. attention. Yeah, just kind of drifting off there. Well, you might want to you might want to look into that because we have a great article on the site called "Can You Die of Boredom?" It's written by Kristen Conger, one of our colleagues here, and uh, I highly suggest you read it because you know your life may depend on it. If it's nothing, if if nothing else, it's something you could do when you're bored. That's right. Yeah, if you're bored, read that. That'll make you feel better. There you go. Awesome. It's live right now on HowStuffWorks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at HowStuffWorks.com. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Running a business is no cakewalk, but with SAP Concur Solutions, you can be ready for anything. You can manage travel, expenses, and AP all on one platform that's packed with AI and best practices, and that delivers it all through an easy, clear, I can't believe how simple that is experience. So while not much can be done about that guy who never fails to burn the microwave popcorn and stink up the entire office, with SAP Concur, you can easily handle 
almost anything else. Take control of your business finances today at concur.com. That's C-O-N-C-U-R dot com. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was good! But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.